welcome to another episode of Scream Talk. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know about you, Andrew, but um, I'm Harlan Kelly. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. And before uh, we are, we we were set to do Lady Vengeance for this episode, but we we watched it. Good movie, but not a horror movie. So I I made the executive decision that because I you know I didn't want to pick it apart with our kind of the way we do and and talk, you know and dive into a horror movie. I th- I felt like it would get an unfair shake. So we went ahead and skipped ahead here and watched The Void. So this is a 2016 movie. Um, but I, I just want to say that up front in case you're expecting that and, and you don't want it spoiled, we'll say, we'll say that there, but that's enough of me talking. I'm going to play our intro. Thank you. I was panicking. There we go. Yes. Got it. Got it in my head. It I makes love me it. laugh every time. <laughs> I, Scream I, talk. I dream of like getting a band to do it. And uh so that a crowd of people at the end can all go ah! together. Yeah, that's my dream. I could play it on bass. I could make like a cool bass <laughs> version of it for sure. Scream talk the band. Let's go. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Get like a theremin <laughs> over it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. See, I'm 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 a pushing for uh an updated version. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> our intro is the best part of the show. <laughs> okay. I love it. And Sorry. I hope it never changes. <laughs> let's. All right. So let's talk about this movie. The 2016 the Canadian. Void. Yeah. It was movie. directed and written by Stephen Kostansky and Jeremy Gillespie. This is a Canadian horror movie. Um, which maybe, maybe I see a lot of Canadian horror movies. I feel like I don't see that many, but it is a, uh, a Canadian horror movie. Um, do you want me to do the description? This is, this is, yeah, I'll time you. Yeah. All right. Let me get the timer out. I saw this actually a while ago. So if I'm a bit hazy on the details, that's why. Um, I'm okay. Fresh. I watched so many movies, uh, horror movies in October. So I've got just like a I huge love list. It. All right. Hit me. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Summarize. Okay. So uh, we're in a small town and they find uh, it starts with like these two guys lighting someone on fire and someone running away out of the house. They get to a hospital and clearly something is wrong. There's a cop who is like something's wrong. Uh, one a person that is in the ha- hospital turns into a monster. The people kill the monster. The two guys who burn uh, someone in the beginning show up and they act crazy. One of the doctors turns out to be in on it uh, and they uh, he gets away. There's a pregnant woman who turns out she's trying to have his baby. Everyone has some sort of trauma and they're all trying to maybe beat death. They go down to the basement. There's this huge cult place with a, a triangle. Seems to open up another dimension. Uh, the doctor transcends death. Looks like this crazy monster. They fight him and that's it. Wow. Ten seconds to spare. Oh, that boy. was wild. I... I 
the, the last few I really like pressed up against the end so I was not you know that first like quarter I was like I'm gonna get far I think you so. set a, a scream talk summary <laughs> record we'll see if we can ever beat 50 seconds well done well done yeah you you crushed it that is uh, that's pretty much it this is um this is a pretty charming I guess I would call low budget or at least mid budget movie it's um it's big on charm for me but i as i was reading about this both uh the first time i saw it and also this time what's interesting is they crowdfunded the special effects they funded the movie like the normal way through a production company and things like that but for all of the effects of which there are some great practical some effects awesome practical effects they yeah. crowdfunded it which is such an interesting detail i can't think of any other movie i've seen that uses that weird kind of split funding. We're like, cool, we got the money to make a regular movie with no gross, crazy special effects, but we can crowdfund and get the money for all those gross, crazy special effects. So, yeah, like there's so much cool story behind the production of this movie. Like, before we get too far into the plot and such, like, the, there's apparently an association with like Guillermo del Toro. Like, they were filming a movie and uh that that never came out that was like this like lovecraftian it was i think it was like in the mountains of madness it was, some, it was like some sort of like horror uh, lovecraft horror movie and the crew working on that like went and made this other movie at the same time around it I, i'm not 100 percent sure the details but it just seems like it seems like this this movie really really felt like a horror movie for people who like horror movies like made by people who like horror movies with that like specific intention especially with like the crowdfunding of the practicals it's like we really want to do monsters this kind of way and there are some really cool built monsters that are clearly these huge creatures that aren't in it for that long but are awesome so i feel like if you're listening to this podcast and you are someone who likes horror movies alongside of that it's worth watching by itself just because it's a spectacle of creature creation. Would you agree? Yeah, with if that? you love practical effects and I really love practical effects, then you gotta check this movie out. There's some great practical effects, some gross practical effects, yeah. and they're definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I guess um there was like uh the people who made this were also part of kind of like a film collective, which I always think that that's cool when it's just kind of like a group and very participatory. I've always I've always liked art collectives like that. And apparently, yeah, we were like talking about that in the last episode with like kind of like getting rid of our auteur theory. Auteurs, because it's not just one person that makes a movie, and it like so much the the description around the production of this is like this crew is just passionate about this kind of movie. Yeah, and just like utilizing whatever talented people you happen to have around at any at any one given time. Um, if, if you listen to Scream Talk, but you don't, aren't familiar with Harlan or I in any other capacity, I will tell you, Harlan and I made our own horror movie in October. It's yes. called Blackout. I did it for speaking my other podcast. Love, speaking of loving okay. practical effects. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, and so we made a very, very, very short little slasher horror movie. And uh, we, could, we could probably put the link in, in the show yeah. notes. But yeah, it's got it's some down practical down effects. Down. And I scored it. And... Harlan did the lights and it was so fun. It was one of the most fun projects I've done in forever. Uh, it was just super fun. Just love of the game. DIY horror movie. 
And I feel like making horror movies is something special when you do them DIY in a way that you don't get with. I mean, granted, I haven't made that many genres of of short things, but I've certainly made plenty of comedy and comedy's fun and everything and it makes you laugh. But there's something that's especially fun about making scary movies. It's like creating the atmosphere. And if there's effects, you know, you get to come up with these gross effects. And there's just something that kind of like takes it to an even more yeah. fun level, I would say. And I feel like this movie, The Void, you get that vibe watching this movie as well. It's like, oh, there's there was fun had when making this. It's not like a, a comedy movie. It doesn't have like any kind of like silly vibe, but you can just tell that, you know, they had a good time making it, I think. Yeah, because like, it, it just like, it, you can feel there's some sort of passion for a certain type of movie because like the, I would say the acting is not amazing in this movie. And there's a lot of the plot that, you know, there's some flags on the plot uh, for <laughs> sure for me, but like it, it feels like they were like, okay, we're going to throw almost all of the focus and like the intention in this movie on these monsters or just like these, these moments where it touches on this like Cthulhu other world stuff because uh, yeah, like there's, there's, so the folks are in the hospital in this movie. Actually, Andrew, I want your I want your opinion specifically on this because you 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 were the one who found this cool mask that's like super scary for our short horror film, and you made the the practical effects um, for like the head. There's like an eyeball popping scene in our short film that was so fun to like set up and do. But I feel like it, uh, so in this movie, there's a bunch of people in a hospital, and it's like classic the phones are out and like something weird is happening um and these cult members start showing up these like all of these people in white robes with what look like fencing masks on with a big black triangle on them and they're just like surrounding the live or the hospital and at one point somebody that goes out and like around them and they like pull out a knife and try and stab them what did you think of like that element of the movie you know like like these cult members like surrounding, i like, thought that stuff. was as scary as the movie got for me was that scene where and they they use that scene in the trailer it's in my opinion a pretty effective scene because the design yeah is something you haven't really seen before these cult these cultist masks, it has like this triangle, like this black triangle in it. So it's kind of distinct. And it's like, oh, I've not, I guess I haven't really seen like masks like that and like that kind of look. And they use it in the trailer to great effect. And I felt like that was one of the creepiest parts in the movie where they yeah. come out of the woods. That feeling of being surrounded in because as we know, not to take this to our other realm of influence in role playing games, but logically when the shit hits the fan you want to like leave you'd be like yeah, let's yeah. get the fuck out of here let's go get in the car and we'll drive to a city or someplace else so i think that was like kind of a crucial element in their movie where they were like we have to convey that they're trapped in this hospital and there's a monster yeah. in the hospital so a great way to trap them is to have the cultists who great graphic design cultists and great production design whoever is making your yeah. uh your <laughs> lovecraftian robes they did a great job despite the small <laughs> town you live in you might expect them to maybe be crocheted or something but they're not they look pretty pretty upscale but i fe i felt like that was a very effective 
scene. It, cre- it creeped me out. It established that they were trapped. If anything, I kind of wish that they would come back because it's kind of, if memory serves, it's just used in that scene. We yes. don't, yeah. s- maybe at the very end we see them again. I don't remember. But. Yeah, no, it, it's it's purely to trap them in there. And I agree. It's like, there's something super scary about seeing a group of people well-organized, <laughs> like, um, of just, they're like, like, you know, something is going on and you know, and like the characters know something is, they're like, oh, we, we're out of our depths here because like, something is happening and it's not random um and yeah i really i really like the try how they use the triangle throughout the whole thing because it it, it's surprising to me that you don't have like plot problems with it or maybe at least like um for me like the cult doesn't really explain why like they're like those people don't really explain why they're there or how they're involved or what matters but i think that's a testament to how not all horror movies though we like go through all the flag and the plot and everything like need to explain everything for you to feel exactly what's happening you know yeah like they're just on board that is interesting and i think i'm perhaps i kind of subs like this is a lovecraftian horror movie if you're <laughs> familiar with that term and i've i've never been a huge fan of lovecraftian horror i don't dislike it i've played role-playing game set in that world and it's it's kind of interesting to me but it's not really my first choice as far as like scary movie stuff goes or or even you know just things to kind of think about because it's it is like a like in love in in lovecraftian horror when there are like cultists who are like obsessed with it it always just kind of clocks to me like they've gone insane basically their like mind has been either Sub- consumed or, or twisted by this otherworldly presence. And so and you, you don't really need the the logic for like, why would they do this? Because there there is this sort of like interdimensional portal, which we see at the end of the movie when the triangle kind of opens to it. And so I, I suppose I just kind of washed my hands at that in the traditional Lovecraftian like, well, they've... there's nothing intoxicating about the cult it seems like a terrible way to live and everything they do is kind of like gross and awful like there's not really (laughs) there's not really an an appeal to it like hey are you into tentacles and (laughs) reanimated corpses like i don't know what the selling point would be i guess i think that's in this one it specifically is I think about like transcending death, like being yeah. That's death the whole thing yeah. is like they 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 found a way to to cheat death. So that would I guess be the appeal of that cult. Um, right. Yeah, because because in, in this movie, like there's all these cultists, and then there's a pregnant woman there, and uh, a lot of the there's like a you know four or five characters in this hospital. It's clear that most of them know each other in like a small towny way, and. Um, as the movie goes on, you know, there's just like escalation of these two guys who are trying to just like rid the world of any of these people who are maybe infected and might turn into this monster. Cause they've seen somebody turn into this monster and, but they, Oh, they found a house that like has all these like dead people and like bodies all over it. Like these two rando guys. And it's later revealed that the house is like the doctor's house. And he's been experimenting on people because he's been, he's trying to transcend death. And w- this doctor who was like here in part of the scene and he dies and then comes back later, like his body disappears. And then you see him later because he's so sad that he lost his child. And, um, and so like, 
it, it just has this bend of like this cult is trying to they're like oh the pregnant woman as well is like giving birth to um the doctor's son and that's also going to help them transcend death if it if what i'm saying doesn't make any sense it's because it does a lot of like of course this was happening the whole time which i think is a, a testament to what you're talking about andrew is it, it it relies heavily on all of these people are like really sure that this world exists outside of ours and they're going to access it and like yeah tr- transcend this world because i would like it. to see a movie like this that really does dig into that psychology though of like what is appealing to the, like even if you did discover that like if if you and i went into a warehouse we found a triangle on the wall and it was another portal and there was like tentacles inside and it, it could like reanimate these like hideous corpses like is what that something that what either would, of us? What would we do? Wait, hold on. What would, would we do, Andrew? If we were in that situation, saying. what would, would you we, and I do? Would we pursue it at all? We would be <laughs> like, gross. No. Like, I, I you know, know. We, like stack crates in front of it or something. It's, I would like to see a movie explore a little bit more the um, the psychology. I mean, I guess this movie's like, well, he was sad that his kid died. And so, you know, he was going to these great lengths to do it. But. I mean, he clearly like, lost his way. He even yeah. like talks about it in there. He's like, he like finds this other life, basically. What would you, would you go through the portal? That's, if we found a triangular portal and there were tentacles that peeked out of it sometimes, would you walk through it? I mean, I wouldn't walk away from it immediately. I would do some <laughs> testing with the tent. Like that's the, th- you know me, like I, I found, if I found like a, a, dimi- a door to another dimension, I'm, I'm getting, I'm taking a risk a little bit of like maybe getting eaten to be able to see inside of that. Dimension. I guess I have tentacle bias. So I'm kind of confronting it right now in the moment. I guess <laughs> I, I'm saying tentacles, like it's this really terrible thing, but there's plenty of creatures that have tentacles that aren't villainous, like, you know, octopus, octop- puss and uh octo- octopi squids <laughs> things with tentacles i don't know i I've shouldn't just it. villainize i don't know what's on the other end of right. that door just because it has tentacles doesn't mean it's not somebody i would like to meet <laughs> very nice polite tentacle monster like yes uh, I'm, I'm putting that in one of our role-playing games now the very nice oh i feel like you already have i feel like that's so par par for the course yeah, the helpful roper. Uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Welcome um, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I opened this dimension just to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I have a new segment for this episode. Okay, what is it? I can't Buckle wait. up. La 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 la. Least favorite trope. Least favorite trope. This horror movie has a trope that you see in all different genres of movies and this trope is that our protagonist who is a deputy sheriff his name is daniel he goes to the hospital and coincidentally his estranged uh wife works at the hospital they're thing they're not working out they're not getting along things are clearly bad between them and wouldn't you know it this life or death battling Lovecraftian cultists scenario they find themselves uh, kind of glues them back together. And I don't like that trope. I don't like it in any genre of movie and I don't like it in this movie. It's it's like let 
let a relationship I would have rather have seen them just be estranged yeah. for the whole movie. That would have been more interesting to me. And like, could you still work it out even though, you know, you're not working out in your relationship? I feel like it's a pretty old fashioned thing. It's remember how movies used to end with, you know, the unlikely uh, male and female roles kissing at the end of the action movie, even though like at the yeah, start of the yeah. movie, they hated each other and all yeah. they've done is like run away from explosions and they kiss at the end. It's, it's the same kind of old fashioned vibe to me of like, Oh, they're, it's, they're, it's going to work out. It's going to, they're going to get together. And I feel like that stuff. I mean, you shouldn't look to a movie like the void for like guidance in your life, but <laughs> I feel like mess messaging like that is overall unhealthy for people in a way where it's like, it's not just encouraging them to release themselves from relationships that aren't working to, to acknowledge that uh, relationships don't have to be a forever right. lifetime thing. It's just as healthy for them to have a natural ending and to be in a new relationship. Things like right. that, that yeah. the world needs like way more exposure of. Um, so I don't like that trope of yeah. of like, oh, it's my... It's my wife. She hates my guts. Oh, everything I do is is wrong around her. And then by the end, they uh, they're working it out. I right. least favorite trope. Yeah, I mean that's that's so interesting because I know because like the implication of that is like oh, if only something terrible would happen, and then my skills <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> would be useful instead yeah. of the skills that it's of, a like, fantasy I need for daily life. Exactly, it's, it's a like, fantasy. It's like, hey, why don't you learn the skills of vulnerability and compassion, and maybe your <laughs> fucking relationship wouldn't be on the rocks, <laughs> Daniel? Huh? You wouldn't like, need to. Yeah, it's like get finally my wife needs me again because there's a tentacle monster that is yeah. not polite. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, I know. Which is so funny too because it's like it, it's almost. It's such an opportunity for a good foil to this like evil doctor who can't like get over his grief and so therefore is like trying to end the world because of it or like at least the lives of the people around him so he can transcend death but it, it, it like I don't know it's like it's like the protagonist is doing the same thing but not in this kind of like fun narrative parallel way he's just like also can't let go or in it's just the good guy who can't let go instead of the bad guy who can't let go. Um, yeah. And yeah. his pays off because he right. ends up. Um, I think movies can do it and it is rewarding to see it without sidetracking is too much. A great example is Mad Max Fury Road, where we have a yeah. male and female protagonist and they spend the whole movie sometimes at odds with each other, but working together. But at the end. There is no need to kiss. They have not become an item. They don't need they they can be platonic yeah. co-workers in action without needing that uh that romance or that sort of like and and it's cool. And when you watch it, you're like, oh that's cool and that did work and I enjoyed it. So that's, I you, mean I think that's such a good counterexample because you see the trust that comes in like like there's no reason for any of these characters to trust each other. And like we know their characters in a movie, but it's like such, it pays such like respect to the story for them to be like you you see the trust happen because like there's just different moments where one of the other one of the others says like, well, if we're gonna do this, I need you to do this thing, and then the other person does it, and um, and I feel like in the this is the opposite of that, where you just you're like, oh, because there's no reason, there's nothing that happens there. They're just like, oh, we're in a spooky situation. We know each other from before, and so now we can forget everything in our life from beforehand. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just so, watched uh, Smile in theaters, which I don't want to talk about in an episode because I thought it was really bad. And not yeah, even time. shots fired. Harlan said um, it might be the worst horror movie they've ever seen. So yeah, if you yeah. don't don't look to this podcast to ever discuss it because. <laughs> I guess I won't even see it. Well, if if you see it at some point, I'll do an episode about it. But it, I just in <laughs> advance, I'm gonna say I'm gonna yell about it and how I don't like it. But they, I, it's it's funny. I didn't even think about that being a trope, but it shows up in that movie too, and was one of the reasons I had an issue with it is because of how nonsensical like the importance of that kind of rekindling is in that movie. So. Um, yeah, that's, this is good. I like this new segment, which is, um, uh, least favorite trope. Um, so anytime <laughs> we one, could, uh, we could rename the segment up. because it seems like it's a pervasive yeah. trope and very specific to just let it go, man. That could also be the segment name because you can let the relationship go and just let, you can yeah. fight We're- interdimensional hordes as, as people who are working toward a new future and a new definition of their relationship instead of remaining husband and wife. <laughs> I like our uh, just let it go because it could also show up in horror movies as, man, they should have just turned around there. You know, mm-hmm. like they, mm-hmm. oh man, they were out. If they just would have let it go there, they could have let go it go. Back. So yeah, they go back in. Anytime we need to dive into just let it go, we can... Um, we can we can do it. I love it. Totally. I love a new segment. Um, I love a new segment. I have a wolf report for this. Oh shit. There beep, beep, um, beep, 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 beep. Wolf report. This has been another wolf report. Uh, <laughs> coming to you live with the wolf report. Um, I was really sad there wasn't more uh, creature variety. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's it's like Lovecraftian it, obviously but i just felt like there could there could have been some really cool moments for once the portals open for there to just be like more things that come out of it because all the creatures that appear in this movie are very much like alien style um almost like where not even they're not werewolves but they like someone gets someone dies from one of these creatures and then uh something comes out of it so like the thing um style and um, I just wanted for like they opened the door to another dimension. Like, I wanted more things to come out of it. But that's that's <laughs> like not wolf. really criticism because I like enjoyed them. But uh, <laughs> in in the spirit of Wolf Report, I'm just like, where were the wolves? Where were the where were the furry monsters? I wanted to see them. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say that you hope you hope the protagonist Daniel had a like a tamed wolf sidekick, and I was like, that also would have been cool. Also I would have cool. Also subscribed yeah. to that. Yeah. I don't know. Also they really cool. go for it in the third act, though, with all of the corpses in the basement. There's just all of these like oh, just gross, gnarly, animated corpses down there, yeah. and I like a movie that saves, uh. Oh, like the the big showpiece for the end, and I thought yeah. that it, it did a good job like escalating that. But you're right. I mean, for an interdimensional portal, I I think we just kind of yeah, got it was tentacles. pretty zombie centric for an inter- yeah. which is supposed to be like the doctor like experimenting on people and transcending death. But um, okay, so well before we get to the end here, I do want to talk about because there's like a final scene, the final act really. They're inside of this wild ass room. Uh, in the very in the supposedly in the very far reaches of the basement, it's definitely implied that it's like some sort of interdimensional space. Uh, and they, I think it was like some of my 
favorite stuff of this movie, and I wish they would have just like gotten here sooner and done more of this, was uh, he's this really like eldritch priest in the end. He's like Vecna himself, and he's standing in front of this like huge glowing triangle. And he like, and, takes his face off, or at least his face, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just like, like bloody. Yeah, and it's it the whole movie. It's like this huge tonal shift. Like it's like blue and and granite and uh, awesome. And uh, what did, did you like the ending? Because then then like some uh, to the very end of the movie, the protagonist, this like sheriffy gruff dude, he tackles um, the priest guy through the interdimensional portal. And so it's implied that he's like shoving him through and, and severing him from himself, sh- severing the, this doctor cult priest through the interdimensional portal, kind of like freeing the world from h- him, even though he doesn't like kill him necessarily. And so uh, then it, after that, it cuts to a scene where you see the protagonist this like gruff cop dude and his wife who has died in a scene earlier because of the doctor like turning her into one of these eldritch creatures and you see them like huddle like like moving together through this other dimensional space which has this like huge triangle like pyramid in it like tesseract um you know which was incredibly lovecraftian so but i don't know did you did you like where that ended up or did that feel off to you it resonate with you? Do you? Yeah. I think it was a pretty good payoff for everything that we'd seen so far in the movie. I do like that they left it. Just the triangle is such like a basic shape. And I think just choosing the triangle and being like, this is the symbol yeah. for this. And it just, it, it kind of worked. It's, they didn't yeah. make up like a new shape. It wasn't like, whoa, check this out. And they didn't resort to, you know, there probably was CGI here and there, but you know, it didn't, it, it looked, um, it looked good. It looked practical. I, I thought it was cool again with the Lovecraftian stuff. It was kind of like, I guess I don't really know exactly what's going on, but I'm entertained is how I often feel with that of like what it, what it's all about. It's often happens coincidentally in, uh, Hellboy comics, the hell, Hellboy Comics creator Mike Mignola, clearly a huge, huge Lovecraft fan. And there are um, times where it gets pretty Lovecraftian and I'm like, hmm, I, I guess I I guess I'm following it. Um, but sometimes it's a bit esoteric for me. These kind of like interdimensional gods or elder beings, all this yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. And um, and admittedly, I've never read a original Lovecraft. All my Lovecraftian horror has been it's, the inspired by variety. I've never gone back to the source material. So. Which is better? He's he's a huge piece of shit. He's Maybe. like super yeah. racist and like <laughs> yeah, that was what I. He's I just found the out starting point. Yeah. yeah, he's just the starting point for a lot of like way more people have been involved in this like genre. Like I don't know why we keep using his name. It's like it's cosmic horror. Like he's just one of it, it, like, we, we should call like any monster movies like Shelly, Shelly and Shelly like <laughs> Mary Shelley, like Mary Shelley. And it's a yeah. Mary Shelley and horror movie. There's <laughs> yeah, a monster. There's it. a monster in it. Um, yeah. Mary, right? Mary Shelley. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a type of like 
cherry. Like, Every vampire movie is Bram uh, Stoker, Stokerian. It's, it's a really Stokerian movie. Yeah, it's yeah. very Stokerian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, like we could. Yeah. Uh, it's cosmic horror. It's cosmic yeah. horror. Like, yeah. And you but can any, rename yeah, these I, gods. I really, it doesn't always have to be Cthulhu. It doesn't have to be this. This movie, if memory serves, doesn't ever name no, um, yeah, the gods so. or anything. It's just the sort of interdimensional power. And um, I think with that stuff, less is more. And again, I felt like these uh, this movie making team made the right call with that. It was like you said, it did feel like a, a different movie. Um uh in in that ending room and it was yeah. it was uh even like you pointed out the light that does make yeah. a huge tonal difference um just something yeah. as as small as that can can really establish a different tone but it reminded me the way the doctor was at the end it totally reminded me of like um so many times I've seen that character in movies like in Hellraiser and Event Horizon and even that movie Sunshine. Did you ever see that? Oh, where I they're love going that movie. Toward I the love sun, that movie. Where, you know, someone has gone mad and then at the end they're all like skinless or, you know, they've like taken their skin off, something like that. And yeah. it, uh, you could tell that that had inspired them for that doctor yeah. character at the end of this for sure. But yeah, it's, um, it's and I it's just like so many of those things that usually bother me about movies did not bother me about this movie. I just like really enjoyed it, you know. And I I think, uh, yeah, it's it's just because of some of that stuff you said where it's like you can tell the feeling is there even though it's not like this is the tidiest like most complete movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was I was just I was entertained by it, and even if I wasn't exactly sure how everything was adding up, I was still on on board i would say didn't didn't yeah. jerk me out of the movie necessarily and um yeah also yeah, this, I do this wanna... movie clocks in at 84 minutes another tip of the cap to the the people who made this movie any horror movie 90 minutes or less nothing nothing wrong with that yeah nothing i do i do really want to like make sure people know since we're taught we're since we're talking about everything like the last scene of this movie the very last scene is like this two this couple holding hands in another dimension and they just like see this huge pyramid that is like floating in the sky it's like big black obelisk and i i don't think i've ever seen a movie go like jump so far forward with such a small scene for such a brief period of time like just to have that scene created much it must have taken so much work and Yes, the amount that it is in the movie is so small, and then they just had this like huge obelisk that was like this whole (laughs) other dimension, and it's like I just kind of love the 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 kind of boom of that. Yeah, I do like the I do like that like shape like powerful shapes. Let's call them like in two thousand one, like the monolith in two thousand one. I I am a fan of ominous cosmically powered shapes whether they be uh the pyramid in this movie or the, or the monolith and in that i think that uh or even the sphere in the movie sphere which is kind yes. of like that but, i love that movie um, too yeah yeah there's just something kind of cool about that because it just like lets your imagination fill in a lot of the details it doesn't have to be excruciatingly laid out like there are definitely people who would have ruin this movie by having a little door open in the pyramid and like lizard people come out of it or something. <laughs> You're like, oh, this, this is stupid. But 
it just that that less is more with stuff like that. I I think it's great. Maybe yeah. some people will complain about it because they're like, "What? There's just like a triangle, whatever." But yeah. I, I, which is usually I us. Cool. I feel like we're the we, yeah, we usually be. complain about these things, <laughs> and it did not. I think that's a testament just to the success of the feeling that they create in this movie. That you don't need any of it to like understand what the movie's doing. So, um, okay, cool. Let's 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 throw some numbers. Let's tally it up. Um, Scares and overall. Uh, let me write mine down. We're doing okay, well, it. I've got uh, mine. So we so. Write them down. Yeah, okay, so you, great. You know them without being influenced by me. Um, hmm, hmm. This is the first episode since we invented flag on the plot that we haven't done a flag on the plot. So I love it. Um, we invented Yeah, it. like I was saying, it could be like the end. It was, it was esoteric, but I, I was on board. Um, um, we need to give the, the movie an award, uh, like to continue our tradition here. I'm saying best or grossest monster, which oh. again, this isn't, uh, this is of the movies we've watched on this podcast. Someone else can take this award, uh, yeah. down but, the way. Yeah. For, for now, I would say the, the monsters and the practical effects are, are really gross uh for sure i was gonna give it the award uh best use of a kindergarten shape <laughs> okay there we go it's i mean they took, they, t- they took something pretty simple and they really wove it into their movie the triangle has never enjoyed a better horror presence than in this movie incredible incredible i love those two awards all right all right um, it, it doesn't take uh best teeth from the curse it doesn't take worse marketing from uh it came uh it comes at night it comes at night doesn't take scariest door although close maybe that triangle door pretty spooky but i'm still yeah. i'm still leaving it for uh a triangle's a terrible shape for a door it'd have to be pretty big otherwise <laughs> it's it's gonna like clock you in the head all the time um I, I would love to talk about creepy architecture, but we are here at the end. Um, I almost went <laughs> off on a on a tangent there. All right, I'm giving it scares. I'm I'm generous with this movie because I have a soft spot for its for its kind of its DIY charms, even though they had funding for it and things like that. But you know, you when you could tell it's a labor of love. I'm giving it a six in scares. I don't know if it was necessarily that scary to me. The stuff in the basement with the corpses is pr- is pretty creepy, yeah. pretty effective. Um, and also the movie, for the most part, it seems like it's willing to kill any of the characters, which yeah. also really helps to heighten the, the tension because you're like, it could be anybody, any of these characters, something horrible could happen to them. And the scene with the cultists coming out of the woods very effective, very foreboding. I'm giving it a six in scares and I'm giving it a six in overall quality. And again, I'm, re- I'm boosting that quite a bit for the use of practical effects, which is a, a kind of a, a dying art, but a, a near and dear to, to me. So I, I consider those, they add to the quality of a movie. And so I'm giving it a six in quality um, uh with a with a big boost from for the practical effects. 
Andrew, we gave it the exact same score. Let's go. Whoa. I did sixes across the board, too. Has that ever happened? I don't think I th- it's I ever I think it happened. happened with the curse, maybe. <laughs> uh... I can't. Yeah, I, I have it down as we. Uh, as, Crazy. No, that can't be right because I have that everybody gave everything sixes, and that definitely did not happen with the curse. So I must have written your scores down wrong in my notes. But same scores. Uh, wow. I, I you All know right. I feel um, I feel the same way. Like I would recommend this movie, but I couldn't really give it. I gave it comes at night of seven, um, and I just couldn't really like just. I don't think it's better than that. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a fun like Sunday watch for the horror movie fan. I don't think I would ask anyone else to watch it. <laughs> so yeah, it's not gonna <laughs> it's it's not gonna uh, knock your socks off necessarily yeah. with the story, but just for an entertaining yeah, like you just said, kind of it almost feels like reading uh, a short story in like a an, like a used science fiction book that you fi- right. that you find at a store and you would read. You would read this movie like a like a short story in there and be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, cool. Um, great episode, another fun one. So you pick our next movie. What are we going to watch? And you, the listener, can watch this as well. Ooh, so you, I thought it was you. I thought it was you. Is it me? I think. Oh it's, my gosh! I I picked. Barbarian we mutually agreed and on kind this. of and, and we mutually agreed on this one. So I want I want you to pick. I think I feel like it's your turn. If you're comfortable picking right now, then okay. I think it's your turn. Gosh, I've got two in mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this one because people keep talking about it and okay. it's gonna get spoiled for me at some point. I know a lot of people have already seen this one, but I still need to catch up and see it. So I'm going to pitch the mist with Thomas Jane. I have never seen it, and oh, I would boy. like to. The Stephen King, the, the one yeah, like, we talked about yeah. it, like episode one. Yeah, this is like, it, this is in my like easily one of the, I think one of the scariest movies I've ever watched. Whoa. So I think I put right. it as a ten in there. Then um, I'm even more in the beginning. Then, so. uh, then I'm even more excited. Um, cool. So we'll do the mist. If you would like to watch it with us. Um, I've heard it's scary. I've heard the ending is so messed up. People can't stop talking about how messed up the ending is. Wait, so, but you don't know what happens, right? I don't know what happens. Okay, and, and this is this is such a good connector too because it has there's tentacles in this movie. It feels very Lovecraftian. Uh, excuse me, Cosmicorian. <laughs> Cosmicorian. It does sound weird. Now it sounds weird. Cos- <laughs> Cosmicorian. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really stoked to watch this very dark movie. Cool. So uh, and I'm and I'm excited to watch it and finally get caught up on a on a movie that I've heard a lot about. So thank you for listening. Uh, for listening, to this. if you have movies you want to toss at us, we love yeah. Rex. We, there's so many horror movies out there, we can't keep up with them all. So if we'll you have any that you want us to to see shoot him at us i know we have some recommendations we still have to catch up on so um do we what are they we oh the tw- from that tweet thread for the, uh, somebody threw a couple at us yeah terrified um the terrifier oh, terrifier is my two. next pick. that's my that's that's next episode of terrifier so that's terrifier okay so then um, after this we'll we'll watch terrifier yeah i'm very curious about terrifier because uh terrifier now it sounds like i'm not saying it right it's one of the, <laughs> uh because i've heard it's a very low budget 
a movie with great practical gross effects. So splatter. It's, called, it's referred to it as a splattery, a splatter movie a lot. So okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll knock these out quick. We already know what the pick is for the next two weeks. So let's let's Go. watch them, and then we'll and we'll, we'll see you there. next Friday down here in the cellar. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, that's I like ruined the, it by laughing, but that could be our sign off. <laughs> this is like the closest we've gotten to a, si- a sign off. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. <laughs> we'll see you down here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 All right. Have a good one, y'all.